Another episode of 706 Compound, man. <laughs> man, chill the fuck out. <laughs> chill the fuck out. Hey, that's my dog, bro. Bro, fuck the intro, bro. Can we start here, bro? What? What's niggas beef with jobs? Can we talk about that? What's niggas beef? Because I know you think I'm the nigga who yeah, got beef I'm with like, jobs. Bro, like you like, bro, I, I'm not the nigga like who got captain, beef with jobs. You like captain beef with jobs. I don't fuck with jobs. Yeah, I know. But I understand that a nigga need a job. Yeah. And I can have a job. That should be a basic For the people listening, I've had jobs before. Yeah. Multiple jobs. And I know you was like, nigga, what's the longest you had a job? Like, bro, I've had jobs. You've had jobs. I ain't going to cap you down. I know you don't like jobs, though. Nah. Yeah, you hate the motherfuckers. But I'll stay down, though. Especially, like, this time of the year, this is my favorite time of the year, bro. I will get a job, and I will just work that bitch all winter and not go nowhere. Yeah. I'll just be miserable for a winter. Because I believe in sacrifices. Miserable, nigga. Oh, I'll be miserable as fuck. You got to work to live, bro. Nah, bro, because, like... You got to work to live, bro. It's like, I, I only plan on doing that for a season because I'm trying to do something. So I stay down, save up. What, See, that's another thing, too. $10,000, $20,000 I need. You work like a head-ass nigga, too. Like, you work... For a reason. You like, I just need to stack my bread so I can go get this or that. Correct. Or, or start a business or do this Correct. Or like, bro, life is work. Like, life, I, your entire life is going to be worth I know, bro, but see, my thing with it is, and we supposed to be talking about other niggas' perspective of jobs, not mine's. But my thing, <laughs> but my but thing about it. But you is the other nigga, though. No, I'm not. I'm not yes, the other is, niggas. Bro. bro, my perspective of jobs is just simply like, I want to live my life how I want to live my life. And I'm willing to give some shit so I can get some shit. But waking up every day and doing the same thing like a robot, that shit is miserable as fuck to me, bro. Like, I always remember when I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. I think my first job was Sonic. and No, it wasn't Sonic. It was Bojangles. Mm-hmm. And I used to go to Bojangles, and they used to make you do busy work. Yeah. Oh, shit. And they used to make you do busy work. But like you just said, I wasn't quitting that motherfucker until I got me an Xbox and a goddamn big screen TV. Yeah. I wasn't quitting that bitch until I got that shit. Mm-hmm. And a sidekick. Mm-hmm. So when I finally got that shit, I was like, fuck this job. Like, I ain't got to do this shit no more. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Then, you know, I always uh, had, had my side hustles. Yeah. And uh, then I worked at Sonic. Sonic was cool because, like, my partners was in there. So it didn't really feel like a job job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just felt like I was just in there kicking it. <sighs> but then I got a job at McDonald's. That's probably, like, one... You just, bro, one, I think you, we'll get to other people in, in mm-hmm. a second, but you, I think you have a phobia of jobs because you work so many terrible ones. 
Yeah. And you never had that good one that where they like where they like, oh I I can work remote today, like I've had jobs like that and I hated them too. Okay, well never mind then. <laughs> you got that shit. But uh, the McDonald's one is what changed my life though. That's when I realized because, bro, first off, a McDonald's job and I've worked at three different McDonald's in three different cities, two mm-hmm. different states. A McDonald's job is basically a fast-paced, shitty-ass job where mm-hmm. you're just constantly squeezing ketchup on a fucking bun mm-hmm. and slapping a fucking disgusting-ass burger that's been up on a fucking press for 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's all That's all you're doing, constantly moving, fast as fuck. Now, working at a McDonald's that's not fast is when shit gets crazy. Now, when you I just got to do I busy worked, work. I work Wendy's, too, and that shit was hell. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I hate fast food. Like, I don't know. We can't, but I'm not. I'm not pitching that. If you work fast food, that's like. Oh no, it's not the worst shit in the world. That's what I'm saying. It's like honestly, if 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 I was a general manager of a McDonald's mm-hmm. and I was bringing in fifty five a year, sixty thousand, I could do it. Yeah, I mean, if there's nothing wrong, it's honest work. Yeah, it's honest work, bro. Like you can't be mad about. I mean, that's that's just what it is. But I feel like nowadays, a lot of people. I don't know. They feel kind of like that style of work or really a lot of these jobs out here are just beneath them. Not even just fast food. Like, yeah, bro, like people, the economy is starving for people. Like there's a lot of jobs out here for people to get and people don't want to do that. They'd rather dash or they'd rather like Uber or um, I'm going to just start goddamn doing this. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I feel them. I feel because them. I like doing some shit that's like fast paced and I'm always moving and time goes by. Because mm. what I was about to tell you about McDonald's, the worst thing that I hated about working at McDonald's was I'm constantly looking at the clock, waiting to leave, waiting to get off. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not really doing shit. You're not Ain't doing too much busy you work. Love. It's only busy two hours a day, but I'm mm. here for seven hours. Well, I feel like you know I don't want to offend nobody because I know people people be growing and working jobs. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And might not have been as fortunate as we and as blessed as we've been. You yeah. know what I'm saying? To have opportunities in life and shit like that. But I feel like for the most part, I feel like that should be for like younger folks, like getting started. You I, know what I'm saying? I think so too, unless like and unless you're you got caught with a blicky. Or something, yeah, you, you gotta, gotta go get a job. Like, like yeah. I get it, bro. Yeah. That's why I don't I don't, I don't judge no nigga working no fast And if you got job. caught with a blicky, you can still get a CDL and got things. But you know what? That's what I realized too. Like, and this is what I was talking about with the job thing. I don't know how we started talking about me, but this is what I realized with the job thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of niggas just don't want to work, and they and they be By around the niggas of- that don't work, so they think it's okay not having to work. Uh, excuse me, a drive. And by the sense of work, it's like doing something that you don't like. That's not gonna get you significant significant financial gains in the end. I, and I feel them on that. Bro, my favorite thing that ever happened was the pandemic. That shit fucked the whole game up. It fucked I know. the Matrix up. And they don't I even love know, that shit, though. They don't even know they ain't no reversing that shit now. Oh, it's it's a wrap. Yeah, there ain't no reversing Bro, that shit. Bro, we're like this forever. Yeah. And people don't even know what this is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you explain what this is, though. Because I know we on the same page with this. Yeah. Talking about, like, like we just was talking about. like The job market will never be the same. It won't. People, mm-hmm. people, uh, 
like small businesses is at, is at an all-time high now. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks they should be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Everybody thinks they should be an independent contractor working DoorDash, working yeah. Uber. And they would prefer that to versus, go But the job market in. is crazy now. Yeah. Like minimum wage is still $7.25. Like but literally. But jobs paying, nigga, uh, I, I just went to Hardy's yesterday. They starting out at like $10 an hour. Mm-hmm. And I told you when I was in Texas, Waterburg was starting out at $18. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, bro, it, it'll never be the same. But um, honestly, that's that supply and demand shit. Because now, like my son, when he gets older, even if I'm rich or not, he's going to find him some type of work. Yeah. I don't want him to maybe like, I don't know, bro. Because it's something humbling and it's something, because I did it. I was 16 working at Wendy's. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get out of football practice, have to go work from, you know, four hours from like, Whatever it was, like five to five to nine or something. Then get off, go home, go sleep. But like, um, I don't know. Do you think it would be messed up for me to make my son do that? If I'm financially stable and doing well in life? No, not at all. I think the best thing to do, and of course I don't have children, I'm just speaking from my perspective of growing up as a kid. But mm-hmm. I think the best thing you can do to a kid is install uh work habits in them early. That's what that's kind of what my mama did. Like I worked at a fair, I worked at a grocery store, uh, mm-hmm. bagging groceries, and I was in like sixth grade. Yeah. So early on, I knew the value of a dollar. Yeah, that's the biggest thing because it's kind of like, okay, I'll use this as an example. Um, your son came up to me one time, and I forgot what I forgot what we was talking about. We was talking about oh, we was talking about a toy, mm-hmm. one of them uh, anime toys, mm-hmm. and he was like, yeah, it only costs fifty dollars, and I was yeah, like, bro. I was like, bro, that's an ass of money for a fucking toy, bro. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, bro, you ain't got fifty dollars. Yeah. And he was talking to me like I'm the broke ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you be wanting to tell kids like, no, nigga, you're broke. Yeah. So fifty dollars is a lot to you, nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, nigga, of course I can buy a fifty dollar toy, but I know the value of a dollar, mm-hmm. nigga. My fucking water bill is twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. You want a toy that's twice as much as my water bill? Yeah. But that's why, you know, I think it's good to have kids work early just so they understand the value of a dollar. And I'm not saying, like, have kids work and make them fucking pay their tuition, but, like, no. have them have them work and buy things that they want. Mm-hmm. Like, if they want a stupid-ass pair of shoes or a stupid-ass cell phone, mm-hmm. you know, have them work and buy that just so they understand the value of, of, of the dollar. Because, believe it or not, we got friends that don't understand the value of a dollar. We got friends that would spend their last $200 on a pair of Jordans. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I ever would, would go to that extent to make him, like, work a fast food job, but I might make him, like, work a job. You know what I'm saying? Like what, then? I don't know, because I don't know what would be the equivalent. Bro, honestly, though, at the age your son is, he's seven years old, mm-hmm. when it's time for him to start, to start, you know, seeking employment, Mm-hmm. And you feel like it's time for him to start doing that, so you know he can, he can, he can learn those things. Ain't no telling where the market to be. Like mm-hmm. nigga, recently got down this nigga Elon Musk, uh, bro. He's about to launch the goddamn Tesla, uh, the Tesla trucks, semi trucks, mm-hmm. and he already got a deal with Pepsi. Yeah. So it's like, if we eliminate, and you just said a nigga can get a CDL drive trucks, mm-hmm. bro. Him doing that, that means we're closer and closer to the point. Where we don't need truck drivers no more. Yeah, we're gonna get to a point, and that's like the common man's job now too. Like a lot of people, like 
I think that's like the number one job for like men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is truck a truck driver be it, it, I mean, because all you do is got all, all you got to do is get your fat ass in a truck and just drive, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can make a a great living for your family. And I it think, don't re- it don't require no brain power. Yeah, and you know, I think truck driving became so popular because it was a way of like providing for your family and creating a solid foundation for your family. Like, real bro, it's a lot of money in trucking, a lot of fucking money in trucking. Correct. And um, you know, whereas in old industries you could have like worked you could have worked a factory job like I worked and provided for your family. Now that's not not the case really. You can't really do that no more. You can't drive forklifts and you know work in a, a warehouse and still provide for your family in the way that you could back in the day. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I think truck driving got real cool. And plus the the, the market just demanded for logistics in, in general. Like bro products all around the board. Yeah. Everywhere when this when this economy boomed, we needed people to get this shit around the country. So mm-hmm. it became a real in high in demand job and a high paying job. And a lot of people don't know this too. I just want to add this. I ain't mean to cut you off, yeah. but um, it's a lot of money in transporting chemicals in the trucking business. Because right now, transporting dry stocks is going down like a load from. A load from South Carolina to California used to average between like ten thousand and twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now that same load is averaging between six and eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So it's going down. But transporting chemicals, you got to have a separate license for that. That's actually going up. Mm-hmm. So now, where do we where do we pivot when that becomes a, a reality and that market goes away? Is what and, we and that's that's exactly why I bring it up yeah, because to, you eliminate be that and niggas got to get other kind of jobs. So that's why I say the market is going to be totally different when your son yeah. is ready to go get a job, a mm-hmm. part time job or something. Mm-hmm. And also they're eliminating like we was talking about fast food shit, bro. It's probably only going to be adults working fast food in the future because you know mm-hmm. they slowly trying to transition into just having screens where you where you order yeah. like at Checkers they got the automated voice shit and that shit works good, bro. Like you say what you want and it repeats it back to you and you drive forward. That shit works really good. I think that's and what you we just have people in the work in the kitchen. Yeah, you just have like two people working in the kitchen. Yeah. So like a fast food, a fast food restaurant is going to be like a hot dog stand in the future. Mm-hmm. You just pull up. Please say your order. Yeah. <laughs> you, you say your order, you move forward. Yeah. The nigga in the back already got shit prepped. Yeah. All they got to do is press the button, that shit come out and that shit ready to go. And most food is damn near microwavable anyway. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so it ain't shit. Fast food is disgusting too. But well, yeah, with the with the development of AI and all this shit, I think trucking, fast food, the jobs that we honestly are starting to see is just too, you know, I don't know. Like people don't want to do them no more. Type yeah. shit. Um when they go away, I'd like to see how we maneuver in this economy. You know what I'm saying? Because I, um, but I don't know, bro, because here's the thing. You could have an AI driving a truck, but AI has a tendency to fuck up just like we have a tendency to fuck Correct. up. Correct. So I it's think- It's computer glitches and all that shit. You know what I think? I think it's going to create a whole nother market of somebody being there to control the AI when it does fuck up. And that's why, that's why you did one of the smartest things you can do on this earth, get an IT degree. Yeah, because everything's going like you're literally, bro. You're literally pandemic proof. 
Yeah. Like you're literally recession proof because it's like the it the world has to keep going. And one of the biggest markets that's growing right now is technology. It's just that's just what it is. Like And that's the biggest thing that the pandemic really taught us mm-hmm. too is that like what was the word? Essential worker? Mm-hmm. And that word got blown out of proportion because they was like niggas that worked that got you know Sam's and Walmart were essential workers and it's like mm-hmm. whatever cool whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> besides Shit, all Taco that, Taco Bell was essential. Yeah, workers. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga, all the fast food was essential. Yeah. So, uh, but really, when you break it down though, it's like you kind of figure out what is really uh, essential. And the number one thing that that is essential is technology because where we've moved to in this world. Is super t- technology based, and there's always going to be somebody that needs to maintain and and keep that in operating order. Yeah. So it's like, if the if the McDonald's machine that takes your order goes down, somebody's going to have to come in and troubleshoot what's going wrong with it yeah. and fix it. But bro, I'm gonna keep it a so buck with like, you though, and uh, I don't know if you ever thought about this, mm-hmm. but you may have because you don't have like social medias and shit. But mm-hmm. I I want the internet. Maybe to shut coming down. soon. Maybe coming soon. Y'all y'all wait. Just wait. I might. I would I actually might, love that, but I just I might hop I don't, back I, out I don't want you to get in your blue bag. I don't want you to be schizo and shit. Nah. You see the like I told you, the only time I get wild on social media is when I'm drunk. Okay. So I might just use this. I might make like an IG. And I might um like just vlog different things that I do. Okay. Cause I, I, I feel like and, I have a pretty some, interesting life. And post some pod clips. Yeah, and post pod clips yeah. and like just promote. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh cause I feel like I have a pretty interesting life. I feel like a lot of people don't know that because they don't live it with me and like do the things I do. But I see some wild shit. I I have fun. You know what I'm saying? I I, I do shit. But you know that's your fault though because you're a closed off person. I'm like, very, yeah. I'm going to keep the butt with you. Like when I be in a room with like Damo or Trey or Blue mm-hmm. and like if your name comes up and they say something, bro, they have literally no idea what you got going on. Nothing. I like that. I know you created that though. Like you want yeah. that. You want that to be a thing and I don't know why. It's kind of weird to me. I don't know why. Explain that to me, though. Like, what do you mean? Like, like, what's the... I say this about most people, though. Like, what's the point of being, like, closed off and, like, not letting people in on, like, what you got going on and who you are? Like, wh- how, like how does that benefit you? I like to be incognito. Why, though? I don't like to see people... Let people know how I'm moving. One, because I found success in doing that. I don't like to let people see my moves and see what I'm doing and what, what's next in my life because you get a lot of hate and you get a lot of doubt and you get a lot of people telling you things that, you know, my mind is you not... you don't a, tell them your dreams, they can't shoot it down. Yeah, my, my mind is not a fortress. Yeah. Like, you one of them niggas, your mind is a fortress. I ain't gonna lie. That bit Fort Knox. <laughs> I be trying to goddamn... And I think, honestly, I'm like the only person who can... Like poke at you a little bit, cause like for the most part. Nah, I'm gonna keep it a butt with you. You not there. Nah, I done got it's you. Only, it's I done only, got you a couple times. You, you probably done got me. I didn't, once. I can scratch. I'm I'm not saying like I be in your head. Yeah. I'm saying I didn't scratch the surface. It's only like, one person. It's only one person that's in my shit. Like crack the code in my shit. Yeah, that's my mama. Yeah, that's the only person that's just in my shit. Yeah, and then you you probably like I'm just outside. You the probably gate. got close to the gate. I'm outside the gate, but like. but we murked your ass at the gate. <laughs> Trey Trey, he got in the gate before. He got he snuck in that bitch. Yeah, he got in that bitch. That bitch dug I ain't gonna lie. Trey Trey, one night he he had me sitting at the table, drunk as fuck, crying. But I ain't really like I can't I can't you know. But yeah, like I was saying. Yeah. At the end of the day, 
Um, I just don't like to let people that that was a that was a technique that I learned because um, if you let people know how you moving and how you living and what you doing, a lot of the times people will throw shade. Mm-hmm. So it's like I one that's that's why at first I got off social media and all that shit. But now I'm feeling like an itch to like open myself back up because I feel like you know the narcissistic side of me is like I feel like people need to see. Me, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie. I like me, and I feel like a lot of people like me. Do you think it's like a healthy medium, though? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but do you think it's a healthy medium? Like, do you think it's a way where you can open yourself up a little bit and just have it like in the middle instead of being completely closed off or even being completely yeah. like open? Just have it in the middle somewhere? Yeah, and the plan was when I got that mansion in Colorado. And I'm living my best life. I That's open. when you was going to invite niggas gonna, in? I was going to open back up. <laughs> that shit dumb as fuck, Nah, it's nigga. not, bro. Because I got, bro, I really have, like, bro, like, I'm sitting out here, like, niggas talking so about- So you're just going to ignore niggas forever until I got- I don't ignore nobody. Everybody, when I see them, bro, everybody- I'm talking about figuratively. I ain't talking about, like, ignoring Oh, yeah, like, ignoring the world. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody know, bro, when, I, when they see me, it's still me, bro. I show love. I'm still me. Yeah. I'm still going to crack up. Every time me and Chuck get around each other, it's like, nigga, when we met in fucking second grade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like that with all my friends, like, forever, bro. But it's like, I just had, you, you just start realizing, like, some people ain't on the same type shit you on, on on the same type time. How do you think not having a social media for, for all these years has helped you? I've grown so much, bro. Moving, moving away and cutting off social media helped me the most in life because I could really focus on what life was instead of focusing on what I think life should be viewing it through a screen. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, I know exactly what you mean because yeah. I fall through. I fall for that too. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, the most toxic thing about social media is looking at other people's lives and comparing it to yours. Mm-hmm. So it'll be somebody on this nice-ass vacation to like, I don't know, Dubai or some shit. Mm-hmm. And you like, damn, you looking at your bank account like, damn, I'm broke as fuck and I ain't mm-hmm. got shit going on. Yeah. yeah. My bad. I had to read that text. But you like, damn, I'm broke as fuck. I ain't got shit going on. I ain't got no nice ass vacation. And, you know, I ain't I ain't really doing shit. When really, it's fucking 200 people online looking at your life saying the same thing about yours. Mm-hmm. But you worried about these, these 20 people that mm-hmm. you follow online and you looking at their life. And they kind of like, and you don't even know how the fuck they live. You don't know what they going through. You don't know mm-hmm. like... Nigga, they parents could have health issues. Nigga, they could be going through way worse shit than you can even imagine, but you just mm-hmm. looking at that shit online. And, you know, we're all human. We all go through it. It's not a nigga on this planet that can sit here and say, oh, nah, I ain't never went online and scrolled through and compared somebody else like the mine. See, mm-hmm. me, I'm not really a big social media nigga. So I scroll for two seconds, and as soon as I start even feeling like that, I'll close that fucking app and start playing my little bad-ass game I play on my phone. Mm-hmm. Cause like I don't even want that in my head because I got a straight path. And like the biggest thing that I've learned from um doing what I do is that in the creative space, bro, you have to have a healthy mindset. If you don't have a healthy mindset, you can't create shit. And the the most unhealthy thing is being around negative people. So like I learned this from Maine also, because when I first started podcasting, I wasn't taking it as a big deal at all. Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is just some little podcast. But he presented his podcast like, oh, no, this is the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, 
it's that's not fake. That has to be like how you present things because that actually that's actually what it is. Mm-hmm. And when you're around people that presented as, oh, this little podcast or, oh, this little photography business. You mm-hmm. stay away from those people yeah. because you start believing that shit, too, and you start getting absorbed in that shit. Like, yeah. Um, but if that shit is Nike, if that shit is... Yeah. You know, because they all started like Nike. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bruh, can we talk about the hate? Because uh, we talked about this before, before the camera. I kind of wanted to talk about this on the pod, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hate is something that you're not used to. It's something that makes you uncomfortable. And why like is it. that? I don't like it. Why is that's that? That's why I hide. So that's that's why I hide. Because one, I like for people to like me, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm that guy. Like, yeah. oh, Big King likes for people to like like him and you know think he's a good person. Because really, I am. Yeah. The people who know me know I am, bro. Like, they know. People who really rock with me know, like, what's up with me. But like, I just, I've always been one who always wanted make, to make people around me happy. Um, make the world happy. Just everybody I met, just make them happy and, you know, have people vibe with me, bro. Like, that's always been a, a big thing for me. I've never liked being the outcast. You know what I'm saying? Other than, like, now of, like, I'm not really the outcast, but I'm not. More so introverted. Yeah. Uh, introverted now. Yeah, and just yeah. to myself more. Yeah. But, um, Yeah. I'm not I'm not good with hate. All right. So I'm gonna tell you my viewpoint about hate. So like I told you earlier, hate is one of those things that I've been dealing with since I was four years old. Mm-hmm. And that shit started back. That's the real question is how you so comfortable with it? I'm I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. Bro, when I was four years old, we stayed on Fort Gordon. And I remember going outside and I had just started really playing basketball and busting everybody's ass in basketball on the little kid go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I got into a fight with this kid. And we strictly fought because I was just better better, better at basketball than him. Mm. That's where it all started from. So you move forward. I, I went through stages in my life where, like, niggas just hated me for no reason. I couldn't figure out why. Because mm. I ain't going to lie, bro. I used to be a really shy, nice-ass nigga. Mm. Like, I didn't do shit to nobody, like, when I was a kid. Like, you know, I still would beat a nigga the fuck up. But like mm-hmm. I was, I was always shy. I never talked a lot. I was like that when I moved here in eighth grade. I was like that still. Eh? Yeah, when I was in eighth grade, I didn't talk. Nigga, I ain't have friends. Proceed. Who the fuck was I gonna talk to? Proceed. Bro, I didn't have no friends in eighth grade. Only friend I had was Ethan. And when he got kicked out of school, I had zero friends. <laughs> you right. <laughs> Only person that even talked to me was Pitt. You was, was head ass though. Keep going. Though. I didn't do nothing. I just had sex with girls all the time. Keep that going. was it. But yeah, so. I had to figure out where the hate comes from and how I'm going to deal with the hate. And I just end up getting comfortable in it. And I figured out that I figured out what I was doing to attract the hate. Mm. And one thing I was doing was I was super, super cocky and arrogant Mm -hmm. for no reason. Like, nigga score a basket and a nigga start Harlem shaking the shit at half court. Like, bro, why are you doing that shit? Sit your bitch ass down. Why are you doing that? You know what I'm saying? So once I cut all that out and the hate was still there, I said, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing I can do because it's your it's your confidence and your confidence is is what is what motivates you to be the person who you are. Yeah. So it's your confidence that they hate. And the reason why they hate their confidence is because they lack the confidence in 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 their selves. Mm-hmm. So now you have to figure out 
how to just be comfortable enough in your skin and just accept the hate. Yeah, but when it there was a there was a point, you know, I'm I'm insert my opinion on this because you know, no, nah, go ahead. I was the nerd across the room watching, so mm-hmm. it's like at a certain point, it's it started to seem like you started feeding into it, and you and you like to play the bad guy at a certain point when you were very young. Oh, so. I'm still I'm still speaking early on. I'm speaking of like eighth grade. Oh, you talking about eighth grade and shit. Yeah, I'm speaking. Uh, not that's then. I'm, I'm talking about like. But you late, skipped late ahead. High school. Yeah, you skipped yeah. ahead. Now, when I was 17, oh, I fed straight into it. I, yeah. I was watching Scarface every day. Mm-hmm. I got them. I fed straight into it, bro. Like I just, mm-hmm. I like being the bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, y'all think it's calling me the devil? I'm about to show y'all some devil shit. Yeah. And that devil shit, I don't know where that shit came from, and I don't know why that shit is still around. Everybody calling me the devil. I don't know why that shit's still here, but we here today. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, y'all niggas don't even know the half, so let me show y'all niggas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just end up getting comfortable in the hate, and I kind of lost myself in it, though, around that time. But, you know, going to jail for six months uh, got me out of it quick. Mm-hmm. You know, I had nothing but time to goddamn think about that shit. Yeah. And goddamn, that's when I realized, like, okay, people are going to hate you, but you don't have to be the fucking bad guy. You don't have to be the the fucking antagonist of goddamn every fucking story. Like every story is like you got them attacking somebody. You got them, you know, you fuck somebody. You started bitch. some shit. Yeah. You didn't got them slapped a nigga. Yeah. yeah. And then like you fucking a nigga bitch. You don't even like her. You yeah. doing it just to just to piss him off. Mm-hmm. That's when you're the bad guy. See now that's that's when probably. I was like, oh, this nigga slim as head. Like in high school, yeah. when you was in your yeah. head that's ass That's when face, I was 17. Yeah, yeah, when you was in your head ass face, I was like, oh, this nigga's retarded. I'm not hanging out with this nigga. I'm a good kid. <laughs> I play Yu-Gi-Oh and shit. Like, I'm a good nigga, bro. But yeah, that was, that was around the time when I was like, yeah, bro. I don't know about this one, dog. Like, this nigga slow. This nigga yeah. retarded. It gets like that, though, bro. You, you kind of lose yourself and you have to learn mm-hmm. certain things. But that's why I got comfortable in the hate, though, bro. That's mm-hmm. exactly why. Because it's like, they they going to hate you regardless. And, like, at, you know, as we got older, mm-hmm. niggas still start hating me. And, bro, you've seen it, you seen it like, yeah. up close and personal. Because, you know, you, you always be like, oh, hell, Slim, what the hell you did to this person? Mm-hmm. And that used to get on my nerves. And finally you seen, like, damn, nigga, you really don't be doing shit to nobody. Nah, niggas just hate you. <laughs> <laughs> that shit wild you, as fuck, bro. That shit be so wild, bro, because I'd be like, I'd be confused. I'd be like, bro, what you did to that nigga? And you'd be like, honestly, nothing, bro. I ain't said nothing. I ain't done nothing to him. It's just, I don't know, but it, it we we can dive deeper into that, too, because there's, there's this thing called the male ego. Correct. And it is... And I do play a part in that, though. I play yeah, a part in that. Yeah. Because... I, I think I sacrifice um I sacrifice niggas dignity for a laugh. That shit's fucked up. Like yeah. as long as I get a laugh, I'm happy and I'm not thinking about what it does to that other person. And then also the way you feel about yourself. Um, the thing is, like me, this is why our relationship, us as friends, work so well, is because just because you feel a certain way about yourself, I don't feel like, oh, that's how I need to feel about myself. Yeah, correct. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay with being how I am. And you're okay being how you are. You know, as delusional as we both might be. Who knows? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So 
that's why we get along is because it's like just because you said it should be this way. Like when you say it, niggas acting like Moses sending down the Ten Commandments to some other niggas. Yeah. And I'd be like, why do you take that so serious? Like, I'd be so confused. You know what I'm saying? I was like, that's how he wants to hit, live his life. He's preaching it how he wants to live his life. But how you want to live your life is how you want to live your life. Yeah. What, are you, what are you talking about? But like the way you say it makes niggas think it's gospel. So it's like they feel like, oh, this nigga such and such and such. And it's like, no, nigga, you have a choice in the matter. Like you could be yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bruh, that's just like going back to the pandemic. My favorite thing about the uh about the pandemic was when niggas was getting them fat ass twelve hundred dollar a week unemployment checks mm-hmm. and, was, and decided they wanted to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. That was my favorite part, bro. Cause niggas was really in a bag, like, yeah, nigga, I'm a businessman, nigga. I'm a business, nigga. And yeah. I was like, oh, you don't get you don't get this. Yeah. Like this is something you have to build yourself up to. Mm-hmm. You have to make the necessary sacrifices to be able to sustain a living off mm-hmm. of working for yourself. And it's completely different from waking up every day and going to work and clocking in mm-hmm. than waking up every day and creating work for yourself that you can get paid for. Yeah. That's a whole nother, a whole nother way of living. So watching them niggas, like watching niggas go through that was just hilarious to me. And also watching niggas like figure out that, Hey, um, I work a job that anybody can do. Yeah. And I have no education. I got to figure something else out. <laughs> yeah. That was interesting also. But I wanted to ask you something earlier before we start talking about the hating shit. Mm-hmm. If um and it it goes back to the technology thing we were talking about. Okay. Me personally, I want the internet to shut down for 30 days. Niggas will go crazy. Like, do you think that shit will cause like cause like horrible issues? Nah, that's my life though. Nah, but see, this is why though. This is what made me think of it. The other day, I was at the bar. You talking about the internet? Period. Period. The internet, everything that consists of the internet, everything, nigga. That might fuck some shit. Electronic payments, all that shit. I want everything to just fuck up. Yeah, everything. That might, that might fuck some I want up. us to just go back to having to go to the bank and standing in line and getting money. Mm-hmm. Like, it, even though the internet makes it more convenient for life, but I mm-hmm. still just want us to go back to that. And, bro, what made me think of that was I was at the bar the other day. I was at Mellow Mushrooms downtown. Um, I got some wings and some drinks. And I was sitting there and I was on my phone the whole time and my phone died. Mm-hmm. And I put my phone in my pocket. And I was just looking around at everybody at the bar, and every single person was having a drink on their phone, except for these three old heads. Okay. Them niggas was having the best time of their fucking life. Yeah. Them niggas, ah, boy. It was a big-ass board that kept making a sound, like, shifting. And it was like, I, I remember the stupid-ass question. It was mm-hmm. like, what's the number one topping in America mm-hmm. for pizza? Yeah. And one of the old heads was like, Oh, boy, that's your easy head. Boy, that's your easy head. Boy, cheese. Boy, cheese. And the other one, like, you stupid ass nigga. Cheese ain't no topping. And they, he was like, boy, that shit a topping, boy. And they was just having the best time of their lives, bro. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, shut the internet down, bro. Let's go back to that. I mean, that probably would help a lot of people, bro. I know, you know, it would be a lot, though. It would fuck up a lot too. Yeah, well, yeah, it would be a lot. That's just because the internet is just so convenient. Yeah, there's too many layers. Like, literally, the world re- revolves around the internet, bro. But like, 
Um, a lot of niggas would be out of work for a month. But it'd be a lot. It'd be a lot more freeing. It'd be a lot more fun. Um, I have so much fun just being anonymous and just being me and living my life, bro. But see, I don't want it to completely shut down. I just want a bug to fuck it up for a month just to give us all a cleanse. Yeah. Just to, just to reset. Like I don't want nobody to lose their fucking mm-hmm. livelihood. Because the thing is, is like now, like let's just say, let's just say that's real. It happened today. Mm-hmm. Now it happened. Boom. Podcast cuts off. Everything shuts down. Oh, I'm still recording. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I, posting um, when that bitch come back up. Yeah. I go to the house. There's no Netflix. There's no YouTube. So what do I do now? Nigga, I'm pulling up. We gonna have we gonna have a bottle of whiskey. We yeah. gonna crank the fire, yeah. and we gonna sit outside, and we gonna drive on Damo. Drive on Damo. I probably will, you know, that night get my guitar or something, like and, and just dive into the things that I actually care about. Nigga, the next day might get a good book. The next day we gonna got them. We gonna take Carter to the soccer field, and we just gonna stay out that bitch all day. Yeah. Ain't shit else to do. Yeah, just stay out that bitch all day. Cause yeah. you're not going to work. Ain't nothing for you to do. No. Nah. <laughs> Ain't nothing that shit, for you to that do. shit down everything down. Yeah. Unless you know. Well, and and a, you know, and you know story. my job is just yeah. it's a wrap for me. Mm-hmm. So I ain't gonna have shit to do for a month either. Yeah. Yeah, nigga. Nigga, I got them. I actually like that cleanse, bro. I will fuck real. with it too. I will fuck with it too. And 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 luckily I've got them saved up enough money where a month wouldn't hurt me too bad. Mm-hmm. So I would I, I would just love a reset and a cleanse because uh, Another thing that fucking bothers me a little bit is how much we've accepted crazy shit on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like it's like waking up and hearing that this 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 musician that you've been listening to uh for years has just passed away is like normal to you now. Yeah. And seeing his dead body on the internet is normal as fuck also. Mm-hmm. And another thing you fucked me up with was talking about that Jeffrey Dahmer shit. Like I just read that 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 his costume is about to be the number one most sold costume mm-hmm. on Halloween ever. Yeah. And I was like, that nigga Big King was right, bro. That shit mm-hmm. kind of disgusting, bro. Yeah, I was in my goddamn. I don't know why I got so woke at that moment. I, I still need to make a clip on YouTube about that. I made to do it yesterday. I'm going to do it today. I got to make a clip about you talking about the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Yeah. Because that shit going to go up. I feel like that's a clip that I can put up at any time, too. Mm-hmm. And it's... For a little bit of insight on it, it's just like I don't fuck with the celebritizing of murderers. Yeah, and um, like bro, like who would he? Who would have thought he eats all these black men, these LGBTQ men, kills them, and he's heralded and celebrated? What thirty years later or whatever it might yeah. be. And people are wearing costumes of him. And it's like, that's what, I don't know, bro. I don't like to be that guy because sometimes I'll be a little too woke and I'll be like, what's wrong with this culture? But it's like, nigger, like, really, what's wrong with this culture? Like, that shit's weird. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So how long before we're um, out here dressing up like Dylan Roof with the bowl cut and rebel flags after this nigga went to a church and killed nine black people for no reason? Like how long? Like how far away are we from that? 
You know, how many years is it gonna take before people start dressing up? Like I think that? I think it's a it's a it's a socially acceptable thing though. Like socially, we don't we're not supposed to accept racism socially, quote unquote. Let me air quote. Yeah. Socially, we're not supposed to uh, accept racism, but it's like serial killing. It's it's just this weird thing that people don't find real. Well, we, I look because I, we all relate to racism. Yeah, I I, I look at them both the same because it's like. One was a serial killer who killed mostly black people. The other one was a serial killer. Mass, a mass killer. Yeah, same same thing. If you kill them all at the same time, you're still a serial killer. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know they try to they try to I know. But now but now the they, two. you know, they bunching us into that for niggas doing drive-bys and shit. So now niggas is mass shooters. Niggas is serial killers, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? They just whether you do it here, or you do it there, or however you do it. If you do it over ten years span and you do it in a, a one day span, you're still a fucking serial killer, bro. But um, I don't know, bro. It's just like we all have to start caring about what our culture's becoming as Americans. Like to me, that's like gross. You know what I'm saying? I refuse mm-hmm. to watch it, even though the shit looked good and I heard good reviews. I refuse to watch it because I just don't want to put my mind in that kind of dark dark space. I don't want to, yeah. you know, because like. The more you start, this is what this is what the thing. This is the thing about media. The more you start to put your yourself into the mind of these serial killers and these killers, the more the culture becomes that, and the more you can relate to it. And why would you want to relate to that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't relate to that story though. Yeah, but it's like no there are people. There's there. How many people out there think you think resonated with the the Dahmer docu series? Like I think I. I think the biggest thing that that uh, people probably resonated with was 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 the antisocial aspect of him being antisocial. Yeah, because you know a, a lot of people are antisocial, bro, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are super nervous being around people, mm-hmm. and that's why I told you we should shut the fucking internet down for thirty days because it's making people worse. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I can't ask you this question. I'm gonna start having Damo on this pod too, bro, because this is a question for Damo. Mm-hmm. Because Damo, Damo be outside more than me and you. Yeah. <laughs> more than me and you put together. Yeah. So yeah, goddamn. Especially me. Damo will go up to a girl and try to holler at her, and she'll be like, you can get my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, yeah, I bagged her. No, bro. Like, that's weird, bro. Mm-hmm. You got her Instagram. A lot of people got her Instagram. It's it's just this weird shit that, that, that we've built up in society that that's just... I, I just don't get. And also, another thing, technology has created this weird place where people don't think for themselves. Mm-mm. And you, that's why... You're taught what to think. you yeah, taught what to think. Bro, and that's why I like... That's I, why I like I, being I away what's from old boy it. Name? What's old boy name? The, the crazy conspiracy theorist nigga with Alex the raspy Jones. voice. Yeah, Alex, jo- Alex Jones. Yeah. Bro, I'm not going to say I like everything he talked about. Mm-hmm. I did find it hilarious that he liked fat black women. I found that shit hilarious. And but, that's a hell of a fetish, too. Like <laughs> that shit kind of gangster, though. Yeah. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I like a big black. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this nigga a gangster, nigga. <laughs> like, this nigga crazy. But um, the thing the thing that I liked about him, bro, was he thought for himself. Yeah. And he had ideals, and he researched his ideals that he had. 
and he spoke about those things. People don't do that at all, at, at all anymore. Like, bro, I, I want to talk to you about this, and you might give me this shit. I don't, I don't, I don't know. So it was a post online from an article, and it said, "Today is Brittany Griner's birthday. She's thirty two years old, and it has been two hundred and such and such days since she was." And the and, and the term was wrongfully detained. Mm-hmm. I reposted it and I said, "Can someone explain f- to me what wrongfully means in this sentence?" And everybody was like, "Oh, they over sentenced her. She shouldn't have got ten years for no weed. That mm-hmm. shit crazy. They didn't read her her rights. All that." And I said, "Do you know what wrongfully detained means, though?" Like, mm-hmm. wrongfully detained means you that you did shit. something. Yeah. That, excuse me. You didn't do anything, and you are incarcerated for something you didn't do, like 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 those five boys in New York mm-hmm. who didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Are like, you know, um, hundreds and hundreds of black men that was detained in America for, you know, shit they had no dealings with, and they... they they got out, sued, got money, but never got their time back. Mm-hmm. That's what being wrongfully detained means. Mm-hmm. In the Britney Griner situation, what happened was, I don't know what her mindset was because, you know, I don't know that lady. Mm-hmm. But she obviously was trying to get high. I think she just had some CBD, though, or something like that, or some hash oil. It wasn't like like she had actual drugs on her. It could have been Delta A. It, it could have been whatever. It's it's a derivative of marijuana. Yeah, and it's illegal in Russia. Correct. Bottom line. Correct. I mean, yeah. You just you just wrapped up that long ass shit I was about to say. Yeah. That's it. That's all I was about to say. Mm-hmm. She did something that's super illegal over there, and mm-hmm. and and honestly, what I've learned from this situation is people don't understand what a democracy is. Mm-hmm. The war over there in Russia is completely a, a, a war on democracy. That's all it is. It's just a war on democracy. Mm-hmm. They they run their country under a dictator, and mm-hmm. that dictator wants to go to war with democracy. Mm-hmm. That's why they don't like the United States of America. And Same reason why China don't. Correct. Mm-hmm. And Brittany Griner is just a ploy to go against America. Yeah. And that's why when, you know, pe- people don't know, the United States actually did try to get her back. To bargain. Yeah, and they said they wanted a fucking terrorist in exchange for her. Mm-hmm. A terrorist that that is an international dealer. arms dealer. Yeah. That's who they wanted for her. Mm-hmm. And we was like, nigga, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, are y'all fucking stupid? Mm-hmm. So basically, we was like, ain't shit we can do. Shot got to do them 10 years. Mm-hmm. But the word wrongfully is just something that's misused. Wrongfully here, over there... It is what it is. I feel terrible for her, bro. Yeah, correct. And I pray to God that... Because she they, was just over there trying to make a living for herself. That's what I'm saying. That she can't get here. And it's fucked up that she's a bargaining chip for America. And, you know, I'm not going to fight with what a lot of people say. If it was LeBron, we would have went to war. If it was, we probably would have. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm telling you. It would have been a big. It would have been a bigger deal. It would have been a way bigger deal. And we probably would have gave up the arms dealer. And That's a bold statement, bro. Yeah, we would have. And we just got to be realistic about that. Um, Brittany Griner, as a gay black woman, is probably more devalued than, let's just say, if Tom Brady got locked up in Russia with some ash oil. You know, 
I can't I can't disagree with you on anything mm-hmm. you just said, but that's honestly the society that we've created. Yeah, and the thing is, is like I don't know people. One thing I don't like to because you know a lot of black folks be like, oh, so you okay with that shit? Yeah, that's I'm what not, they kept saying to me too. I'm not okay. I just I know how people look at me. I know where I stand. And I know what I want to do to make it better for myself and my people. So I don't go out of my way to put myself in situations that wind wind up fucked up for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just like with the cops and shit like that. Like, oh, you pulling me over because I'm black? He might be, might not. I don't know. I'm just going to put myself in a situation where I can leave this and make my keep growing and building and making life better for me and my people and the people around me. That's all I can keep doing is thriving as a black man. That's the only thing you can do to make life better for black people is thrive as as black people. Mm-hmm. And rather than like feeding into the the bullshit that they want you to feed into because at the end of the day, they all think the same about us, bro. It doesn't matter what race or what culture. Like We have been painted in a negative light, no matter who. You know what I'm saying? No matter who you are, black black woman, black man, Black child, you were painting in a negative light. You always have a spotlight on you. But um, you can do your due diligence to like do better for yourself and just just be out outwit the world, bro. You have to outsmart the world. Yeah, that's correct. real shit. You have to outsmart it because if not, you'll feed into it, and the next thing you know, you snapping at a cop. Next thing you know, you're dead, or you got a knee on your neck for however long, whatever the fuck. And oh, and you know, getting off that subject. I wanted to bring this up. It just came back to mind. You know that nigga Alex Jones got sued for a billion. They they say he has to pay a billion dollars. <laughs> bro, they, he they don't have to, a billion dollars. That's what though. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, they bro, trying to get that nigga to fuck out of here, nigga. Like, they're trying to, and that's the thing that scares the shit out of me. That's the thing that scares me to fuck. Oh, speech death. ain't free. No, the thing is, it's not even about the speech being free. They trying to get him out of here because some of the shit he said. Was probably really fucking true. The sex island shit obviously was true. Obviously. The Illuminati shit, that nigga had videos. Obviously. <laughs> and it's like, bro, this shit is getting scary when conspiracy, like back in the day, I used to watch conspiracy videos. But I was like, man, this cool shit. Oh shit, boy. Yeah, I mean, ooh, this shit kind of yeah. dark and cool. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Watch this shit. You know what I'm saying? This shit. But not, cool. but not shit getting too real. Now shit is like, no, this nigga just got sued for a billion dollars. Like, that didn't make sense. They, they, if they would have said that shit to me in court, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? A billion. Yeah, I'll give you a billion dollars. Like, nigga, I don't even have that. Yeah. What are you talking about a billion dollars? But see, what fucks you up is now you got to live your whole life differently. Yeah. Because, like, now they can garnish your wages and they can do all this other shit. Oh, yeah. So it just fucks your whole fucking life and up. Alex is a multimillionaire. Don't get it wrong. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's a multimillionaire. He makes a lot of money. On his website, Infowars and all that stuff, and people really fuck with him. But like, that's just like some outrageous amount of money. Like, bro, I'm tired of arguing people about this too. You know, uh, the Floyd family suing Kanye for uh, two fifty, and they gonna get it. They gonna get it, bro. Everybody been arguing, saying Slim, they're not gonna win that case, bro. They're gonna win that shit, bro. Bro, this nigga went on Drink Champs, and this nigga said that um, that nigga was on fentanyl, and he overdosed. He was on. He had fentanyl in his system. That doesn't mean he overdosed on fentanyl. That's what Kanye said. 
Nigga, I ain't gonna lie. As much as fentanyl out here nowadays, boy, we probably all got fentanyl in our systems. Yeah. Honestly. Shit. That shit probably in everything. That shit probably in water, all kind of shit, bro. There's so much <laughs> fentanyl out here, bro. Yeah. I ain't know that shit. I don't was know a... where the hell all this fit came from. Bro, I don't Fit came know, from bro. nowhere, nigga. That shit synthetic as fuck. Yeah. Who even created fit? I don't fucking know. That shit super synthetic. Yeah. That shit worse than meth, nigga. We ain't never think we was gonna see nothing worse mm-hmm. than meth. Mm-hmm. And folks that do fit, they just be zombies. Yeah, but Walking Dead. Kanye Kanye really was goddamn. Do you think Kanye was I mean, we all know Kanye was wild. He always wild. Yeah. But sometimes there's a little bit of like truth in his wilding. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of if you peel back the layers of the craziness, because we know he manic and crazy, but like does does he not speak the truth sometimes on, on that? I, I, not the George Floyd shit, because to me, he's obviously kneeling on a nigga neck. George Floyd, like, I don't like when people are like, oh, if somebody, a black person dies now, let's just paint them in this negative thug ass light. Like they did with Trayvon and all these other guys, like Mike Brown. Like, as soon as goddamn that happens, now it's, you see Mike Brown smoking a blunt with his yeah. friends on the block and shit. Like, that shit that Candace Owens said about uh, Floyd was disgusting as fuck, too. She always says disgusting shit. Shit, uh, but yeah. specifically the shit she said about like black people always want to create. A bad person, excuse me. They also they they always want to turn a bad person to uh, to be this martyr, mm-hmm. and it's like she was like that nigga's not a martyr, and it's like so Emmett Till isn't one either, man. Mm-hmm. Like what what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. That type of shit just is just weird as fuck to me because like okay, we can sit here. Excuse me. She could sit here and she could debate all day and be like, well, Trayvon Martin was in a neighborhood he didn't live in. He had a hoodie on. Ain't no telling what he was going to do. She can have that argument all she want. What the fuck did Emmett Till do? <laughs> what did Apparently, he do? Apparently, back, back then, it was illegal to whistle at a white bitch. I don't know. But you know, all witnesses say he didn't even whistle at her. Yeah, exactly. When it came down to it. He didn't even look at her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's crazy. And that's why, bro. It's crazy because I've been in the grocery store looking at white women. See that that's the reason why I don't. <laughs> because of the Emmett Till shit? No, just because, bitch, I don't let me not get my bag, bro. <laughs> let me not nah, get, get my in bag, your bag. Bro. We're good. No, we're good. We're good. No, because this is I a safe love space. my woman and she is a woman. She's a she's she is a, a woman of no color. <laughs> <laughs> you got shit of no color. Hey. She, she has no color. Hey, but, you, piss, you bro, you pissed me off the other day too, because you ain't defend me. What you mean? When that nigga Damo was like, uh, yeah, nigga, you be nigga, you be goddamn jiving on niggas too. You be talking about Big King, uh, Big King white girlfriend. And I was like, bro, I've never did that ever before. Mm-hmm. And that nigga was like, Yeah, you do ain't that right, Big King. And you was like, Yeah, nigga. I said, Oh, it y'all felt, niggas head ass. It felt good though. <laughs> Why, nigga? You knew it that shit just, wasn't it true just though. It feels good to like <laughs> it just felt good. Nah, that shit lame as hell. Yeah. Bro, I've never said nothing bad about Katie ever before. Damo know that shit. Now, Damo might get in his bag. Nigga, I've never done that shit. Yeah. Never. Because I really don't even like see her as like the stereotypical white girl. Even though she does act like a white girl. But yeah. like, she's not the stereotypical white girl. Like, bro, she don't never it's even hard. like talk about race with us. Nah. That's Unless what I'm we saying. talk about it. That's what I'm saying. When it when it comes to people, and I have I've had these conversations with my coworkers and shit before. I she doesn't. It's it's different. Yeah. Even when she's around my family, 
my family will be in full-fledged talking shit about white people conversations, and Katie will be in the room with us laughing. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird because at a certain point, it's like, you start to realize all that shit fades and it just becomes an illusion and you're like, oh, we're all just fucking people. Yeah, you know because what I'm saying? it's like I'm not I'm not gonna tell her business on the pod because that's for her, you know, that's her personal life. But mm-hmm. like it's certain things about her life story yeah. that sound and it's about to sound racist as fuck, but it it sound like a nigga story. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And you know, that's her business. I would never uh, say that on the pod. Mm-hmm. But like it's like, damn, like you go through shit I go through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, my dad did 14 years in prison. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And shit we, like that. We we definitely have been through a lot together. And it ain't been no honky-dory shit. Like, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if people... You got to know the person. You can't just judge the person off the color of their skin. Because it's like it's weird when people, like, meet Katie and they be like, oh, she different than I thought she was going to be. Like, it's like, yeah, she... She's just a person, bro. She she know about, yeah. bro. She with me, so you know. And the thing is, is, like, I don't like when people like try to test me. Like, oh, nigga, you this type, nigga. Like, nah, bro. Like, oh, we taking your black card. Yeah, it's like no. You like, ain't never seen boys in the hood. Yeah, that type <laughs> shit. It'd be like, it'd be like, no, bro. Like, like, bro, trust me. It go it, like the blood runs strong with me, bro. Like, yeah, we nigga niggas. Like, you you be around my family all the fucking time, bro. Yeah, Katie be the only white person in the room, and it be like I don't even be thinking about that type of shit. That's either. what I'm saying, cause it like it 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 don't feel wrong. Yeah. It don't feel weird, and it is what it is. It's like I don't know how to explain it to people though, cause yeah. they don't get it, cause they so we're so fucking focused on black and white. You know what I'm saying and. The world crazy, and that's bro. what I try to explain to Domo stupid ass. Like, bro, I don't, I don't be in that goddamn. Oh, that's a white girl bag. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, I don't even care about that shit. That shit yeah. don't even mean shit to me. Yeah, but, uh, but, but you know, like, bro, we grew up in the South, so goddamn, mm-hmm. you know, race is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So of course we're gonna talk about race all the time, but it's not like it's no shit. Like, oh, oh, that's a white girl. Mm-hmm. It's not none of that shit. Yeah, but niggas will never understand that type of shit. Nah. It's difficult, bro. Um, America's a crazy place, bro. Yeah. America's a fucking crazy place. It's uh, it's everything we wanted it to be and everything we didn't want it to be at the same time. I think the best thing that ever came out of America is whiskey. It might be, bro. I fucking love whiskey, dog. America, but it's specifically American whiskey. American, not that Irish. Yeah, Ugh, bro. What's that shit called? Jameson. I hate Jameson, nigga. I mean, it's not that bad. I drink Jameson. I can drink it, but it's, it's ugh, not, bro. It's not, I don't want that shit. It's not Woodford. Like Trey be pissing me off when he be talking about. Let's take some pickle. Let's take some picklebacks, nigga. No, nigga. I don't want pickle juice, and yeah. I don't want Jameson, nigga. I ain't gonna lie, nigga. Yeah. I like some good American whiskey, nigga. Yeah. And not that, not that fucking Kentucky Jack Daniels. That shit is gross, nigga. That's just the, you know, I don't know how Jack Daniels got so popular. I guess songs and shit, but like that shit Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels was meant to be like the common man's, like, oh, like, well, I got fifteen dollars. Let me get a little goddamn, yeah, a little, a, yeah, a little bottle of whiskey. But um, it became like I guess because music and I don't know what, because it's not everybody knows Jack Daniels ain't, ain't good. That shit's nasty. It's not a good whiskey. 
Yeah, it's nasty. I as wish fuck. they would actually revamp it and like try to change it, make it a little smoother and shit like that. There's good, there's gentleman's jack and all that stuff. Like, oh um, yeah, 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 gentleman's good. jack is all right. I had that when I go to the cigar spot. But yeah, I feel like they should have revamped Jack a long time ago. But um, nah, that shit still bottom shelf, getting sold for mid shelf prices. <laughs> Just like Woodford, you know, I was the first nigga on Woodford. Yeah, and good. that shit was twenty four dollars. I like Big King. You gotta try this. Oh, uh, not Woodford. I said Woodford. I meant Buffalo Trace. Oh no, you was. I was about to say. Yeah, not I, Woodford. Buffalo Trace. I was My drinking bad. Woodford, bro. Yeah, I'll be honest. I was yeah. drinking Woodford. You was drinking Woodford when I was drinking Hennessy. But yeah, you was on the Woodford when I was drinking Hennessy. And fuck and fuck cognac, bro. That shit is just the only one I can I'm drink now. Cavazier. That's the only I can't, one. I don't like drinking no yak, bro. I'll drink it like if I got to, but we OD'd on it though. Yeah, I know, bro. And um, bro, I was happy you finally went to the cigar spot with me too because I don't know why you always think I'd be downtown playing around with Damo all the time. I only go play with Damo for like 15, 20 minutes, then I go to the cigar spot. And you was like, then you walked in there and was like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe you be here. Yeah, I didn't. Them niggas had the jazz going in that bitch. <laughs> Fucking, they had niggas dressed in all black. I told you, bro, there's some gyms in the city, bro. My nigga got them. Cooks had on the turtleneck motherfucker with the gold chain in that bitch. Cooks being his bag. Holding, man. He had holding the whiskey like this with his hand behind his back. I saw this nigga. Acting like a butler. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga's a professional, bro. Yeah, bro. That nigga being his bag, too, bro. Yeah. But yeah, that was a cool ass spot. Yeah, bro. And the thing is, is like, that's why I'm like, Bikini, you got to get back outside, bro. Like, I've been too ducked off. It's some it's some spots to go to, bro. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Telling as you, a grown, it's some restaurants and as shit. A, too. As a grown man, now I'm seeing like, oh, okay, there are spots I can go without it. It seeming like I'm going out being a pussy hound trying to like holler at bitches and shit or something. Like it's like, no, it's places I can go and like I'm just chilling and it's not gonna be on no wild shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's not like club type shit. It's like some vibe. It's a vibe. You know what I'm saying. I feel like in that. That's the biggest thing. I talked to my homeboy at work, bro. We both grew up here, bro. Well, I grew up in Evans. He don't consider that Augusta, so you know how that be. But, like, he grew up out, out here, and goddamn, I'm just like, bro, I remember us growing up. We'd go downtown. There was a culture, and there was a life to Augusta, bro. It had soul in it. We was a town of James Brown. Nigga, you go down there. Nigga, it's art and the heart going on. It's first Friday. There's something going on. Nigga, you'll hear live music. It'll be food. You know, niggas is having fun, and nigga, it might be a shooting. Okay. But <laughs> it a, might be a shooting. <laughs> nah, it was going to be a shooting. But I'm just saying, bro, the city had heart, and it had love to it, and it had a feel. Yeah. Because, you know, that's one thing about recruiting at my job is, like, most people, they're like, Augusta, Georgia, fuck that. They refuse. they like, that's one of the, I would never go to that location. And it's really, they don't, they don't remember how we grew up like or they don't they don't know it for the city it was when we grew up which it was like it had like a it had like a savannah georgia vibe but it it was more bluesy and and had more soul to it why y'all fuck with savannah over augusta because savannah has a life to it you can feel the life flowing through it it's very artsy but augusta has always been known as like a place where like soul music um Blues music, um, good food, um, you know, Riverwalk, cool bars, dingy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It has like a, a lower, a lower tone 
to it. Like it's like a low key. Savannah kind of trashy to me, bro. It is, but that's because it's become very touristy. Yeah. When you know, but we we knew the times where it wasn't very touristy, and it was like it had it has a vibe to What's it. What's that yeah. Stone Road called? What's that shit called? River Street. Yeah, River Street. Mm-hmm. Now that's that's like a good area. But like besides River Street, everything mm-hmm. else downtown is like trashy as fuck. No, downtown is not. It, it, it's trashy to me, bro. It's, it's just hole in the wall restaurant, hole in the wall bars like how we got. No, that's the thing. We don't have hole in the wall bars. Yeah, we do. It's an ass of them. We have some, but you're not getting what I'm saying. What? We treat them like hole in the wall bars. Oh, okay. Now, when people go out there and they go to uh, Sorry Charlie's in Savannah, mm-hmm. it's an oyster bar. You could call that a, a, a hole in the wall bar, but like people, like they're like, "Oh, I just came from Australia to go to Sorry Charlie's and have oysters." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's how you view you. it's how you view the city. That's what brings the life to it. I got you. I got you. I got you. You know what I'm saying? It's like so, so, so not the actual place. It's how you got down. It's how you, yeah. you, you, um, you promote your city. It's how when people come out, the fun they have. Like, bro, shit used to be like that here. I get you now. I follow you. know what I'm now. saying? There was there was a spirit. I remember, bro. And it's like when I left and went to Jacksonville, I feel like it was dying a little bit before I left. And I was just like, I don't know. Augusta weird. Like, downtown weird. Because I remember when I was in high school and shit, like early high school, I used to go out and like we we have a friend who lived downtown or some shit. And we'll go downtown, bro. Like, downtown used to be fucking lit. People walking but up you, and down. But you also ain't, ain't really been out down there in a minute. No, it's still it's still like straight. No, I'm talking about like like the actual nightlife downtown. Oh, nah, not like that. Not yeah. like that. No. I mean, do you feel all right? Because if, if you you could lie to me, like go ahead, lie. No, I'm not about to lie. You feel I don't, like I don't it got the same? It got the same spirit. Nah, honestly, bro, it's kind of weird and shit. Nah, like it. Um, I can't even describe it, bro. It's yeah. just weird. Like. The times that you're talking about, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly the feeling that you're talking about. Yeah. And now it's kind of dead. It's not that it's not that many people there. And people in our age group, they pretty much are surrounding one area. Mm-hmm. It's like two clubs that's right next to each other. They're surrounding there. And all the clubs, and th- those clubs, excuse me, one of them used to be predominantly uh, white. Both of them used to be predominantly black. I mean, white. And now uh, one of the white clubs is predominantly black now. And the club that was predominantly black that was all the way on the other end of Broad Street is shut down. So it's like niggas just migrated everywhere. Then it's a club off of like Green Street mm-hmm. all the way, all the way down. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna say the name, but they basically let kids in that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. It's an after hour spot though. It opens up at like two. Or like one or two and it closes at like four, five in the morning. And they let kids in there, bro. Yeah. And you can smoke in there, all that, all that type of shit. So, yeah, that's where people be circulating that. It's not like niggas ain't opening their shops on First Friday. You know, First Friday used to be the shops was open all, mm-hmm. all, all night. They're not opening their shops on First Friday no more. They're not doing none of that type shit. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's just a totally different feeling now, bro. Yeah. Then, like, it's kind of trashy and shit. But some people are helping it go up. Like, And, and I'm going to be honest. I was just talking to Damo about this. A lot of the black-owned restaurants that's downtown, and I'm not going to say no names again, but a lot of black-owned restaurants that's downtown Augusta are super unprofessional. I understand that, but... They honestly, not open all the time. I'll be honest, bro. We ain't never been super professional, though. 
I told Damo, and y'all gonna y'all gonna attack me when I say this, but black owned business has turned into meaning horrible owned business. That's yeah. what it's turning into, bro. Yeah, like we used to hear black owned business, and we was like, oh, this is somebody we have to support, we, we have to get with. behind. Yeah. But then we get there, and it's like, nigga, you closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Why, nigga? Why are you closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays? Then you open up on Thursday at 4 in the evening. And when you open up at 4 in the evening, you got an attitude when I try to place an order. It's like, bro, when when when, when did we start doing this? When did we just get so fucking unprofessional? I understand that, but I feel like those have always been there. There's, But there's some that are actually out there trying yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's ignorant yeah. for me to put that on all black people. No, That's no. It, I mean, it's just experience, nigga. Like, it's just what people go through. I'm strictly talking about restaurants downtown. Yeah. And you know the ones I'm talking about. But I feel like, bro, downtown need to bring back live music. I feel like it need to bring back food. I, I feel like it need to bring back festivals, like just weekly events, things to bring life back. You know what I'm saying? And get us. Because every time I go downtown, you know what's the weird shit? I either notice that it's extremely white or it's extremely black. And we don't never mingle together. And that's one thing I can say about like a city like Savannah is that it everything's matter. intertwined. Everybody mingles. Yeah. It's like a New Orleans type feel. Like everybody vibes. Bruh, I gotta shout out two people since 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 we talking about local shit. We never talk about local shit, but I'm mm-hmm. but I'm glad we talked about it. I gotta shout out two people. First, shout out my nigga Reggie. He about to be on the podcast real soon. Mm-hmm. Shout out him. He got a shop called Came From Nothing off of James Brown Boulevard. We was just watching Kayla video. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember when she walked into the shop and she was buying clothes? That was Reggie's shop. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Reggie because he's trying to give Augusta that feel that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And he's going out his way to do shit for the city. Shout out to him. And also shout out to my to my people at Bike Bike Baby. They got a shop right next to Reggie's shop. Mm-hmm. And they from New Orleans. And they trying to give Augusta that New Orleans feel. They got them do the little the little bike tours, and they and you can ride all all downtown. They show you the historical spots. They stop by bars. You can get drinks. Mm-hmm. It's a real cool event. I've mm-hmm. done it before. It's real cool. They trying to give Augusta that vibe and that you know that's that, yeah that spirit that they used to have that you mm-hmm. talking about. So it is people that's you know trying to do it and shit. And they actually are doing it. You know they giving it that vibe. I, I seen I seen I seen the people at Bike Bike Baby. Doing doing a tour yesterday, and I stopped, you know, spoke and was like, "Damn, you know, this shit some cool shit they doing." He be on his big bike with the basket in the back, with the boom box and the microphone, mm-hmm. be giving the tours and shit. That shit cool as fuck. But I feel like everybody just got to do their part though. Yeah, and it can't be niggas like me that want to leave. It can be. It can, but isn't you never gonna build it when you have people just constantly circulating through it. Yeah, that's true. You gotta have, but people, you know, niggas don't appreciate us, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, but you gotta you gotta have people willing to set up shop and really invest, and people not not investing in Evans because Evans they building their own little shit up right now. But I'm talking about investing in Augusta, Georgia, bro. Like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say this, but. Evans downtown about to be nice as a motherfucker. It's about to be nice, but that not, bitch about to be nice. It's, not, it's gonna be, let's, but is that a place you want to go have fun and party? No, that's a place you go and have a drink and take your ass home, and you got to wear a golf shirt to get in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And the police station is right there, yeah, nigga. Exactly. That shit kind of scary. Yeah, it's it's not a place. That's not a place for us. We know where we need to be. And we know what's lit, and we know what's up. And if you really want to have fun, you're going to be there with us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to be at no stuffy-ass fucking bar. 
<laughs> yeah. Know, paying fucking fifty percent more on a on a drink for no reason. Like, bro, we can bring life back to it, but people gotta be willing to like set up here, stay here, and like build it. Yeah. Because like we we was talking about this at work. When you think about Georgia, name name me cities that you would even attempt to visit. That's a good question. If you if you if you didn't have history in Augusta, would you come visit Augusta? Not really. I wouldn't either. Because the thing is, is like people only come to Augusta for the history. No, I'm saying if you didn't have history in Augusta, would you come to Augusta just to just to vacate or just to visit? No. Fuck no. That's the thing. It's like this has to be a destination place. And it's got to be the people in the city. More than the masters, too. Yeah, that's the thing. Shout out my nigga, man. Because that no, was no pun though. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like it got to be more than the masters the for ma- real. Though. The masters, the masters was when Augusta was lit. Like that's when they they invented this golf tournament. They was like, oh, we got Augusta, Georgia. Like you know, we was a we was a, a big spot at mm-hmm. a certain point, and um, we was one of the one of the main like like trading hubs out here. You know what I'm saying? Like Augusta has history, bro. Like when you go back to the old blues and soul, uh, the Chitlin circuit where all the black people had to play blues and soul, like Jimi Hendrix and fucking when he played with um, the Osley brothers and shit like that. Like, nigga, you had to go through Augusta, boy. Augusta was like one of the biggest cities to play at. You know what I'm saying? And now, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's just changed. But like, it w- there's a lot of history here, bro. This, this When you think of Georgia in general, you think of Atlanta, you think of Savannah, and you think of Augusta. Like anywhere else, you don't really where. Like you know what I'm saying? They be they love bringing up Columbus, but ain't nobody thinking about no fucking Columbus. No, honestly, they make it. And I, I feel bad, but like, no, like when like think of a state, and you're only gonna think of a few cities. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Texas, you're gonna think of um, Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, New York, New York City, maybe Buffalo. Um, other than that, what the fuck else you gonna think? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, who? Where is the culture coming? When people, when you say you're from New York, you say you're from Georgia, people think Atlanta. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or like you from South Carolina, niggas thinking like whatever the fuck. I don't fucking know. I don't know about South Carolina. Actually, you know what? I have a theory that South Carolina is just a nicer Georgia. It's not nicer. I think it's nicer. They just got more beaches. Yeah, I think it's nicer. It's not. It just got beaches. That's it. You think so? Excuse me, not more beaches. It just has beaches. Yeah. Because we don't have no beach in Georgia, of course. Stupid we do. Son. We do. We ain't got no beach in Georgia. Brunswick, Jekyll Island, all that shit. You got, you got beaches. See, I be, I, be, a, I, be putting that, I be putting that on Florida, though. Yeah. Just like Savannah. Savannah. Really? Savannah, like, that's like Florida to me. Like, Tabby Island is damn near Florida. Because Florida only well, an hour one, away. We, well, one, here's the thing. You can notice a, a significant cultural change from South Georgia. Like you get like South Georgia and North Florida are basically the same thing. Yeah. Like it's if Geechee. you in Jacksonville. It's the Geechee lines though. Yeah. If you in Jacksonville, nigga, you might as well be in Brunswick. You might as well be in Savannah. They the same niggas. But you know, that's all that Geechee shit. Yeah. And like that, that that whole past, line is just Geechee past shit. Past Orlando is when you start to get to South Florida. That's when you get the 
Tie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You get the you get the goddamn snipers. You get the goddamn you get the Zoes and shit. That's what that's what that come in. The Melly niggas and yeah, shit. Yeah, them type niggas. Like them weird, crazy. That nigga, that nigga Kodak said, Who your favorite rapper? Kodak Black. <laughs> Bruh, if y'all ever get bored, go on YouTube and type in Kodak Black funniest moments. That shit is so fucking funny. That nigga just be doing retarded shit every day, bro. He's so fucking funny, bro. But yeah, I know this ain't the sports pod, but I want to talk about some sports topics, bro. Yeah. First off, you was giving me that shit last night. I told you. I said, bro, they made a documentary on HBO Max, I think, about Jeremy Lin. Oh, yeah. And I was like, bro, why the fuck would you make a documentary about a nigga who had five good games? And you were like, Swim, it's inspirational. Yeah. No, it's not, nigga. He had five good games. Like, maybe if you're Asian and, you know, it's not many Asian players, I get it. Yeah. But this nigga had five good games, bro. Yeah, that's. but that's why they made it, because you don't see very many Asian athletes do or accomplish what he accomplished. That's um, it. That's all it takes. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, they'll make a documentary about anything. You remember when documentaries were important? Yeah. <laughs> like, you had to be somebody like Martin Luther Doc- King. Documentaries aren't important at no, all of them, bro. bro. And that's why I was going with this topic, too. Like, yeah. a documentary don't mean... Because, you know, anybody can make a documentary. Though. Nigga, That's the could, thing about documentaries. Anybody yeah. can make a documentary, and you don't have to own the rights to that person mm. to make a documentary. Nigga. It's one of those things that, like, fly under under the laws. Yeah. Uh, of 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 uh, media creating any nigga. kind of media, nigga, so, you could have made you could make you could have made Crocs, and now you have a documentary. On. Yeah, nowadays, back in the day, you had to be like, oh, this nigga like invented the clock, bro. You he know, invented the car, nigga. Like, you know, I um I attempted to shoot two documentaries before. One one I actually finished though. One this wasn't my first one. This was my second one. But one was a, a documentary I did with Quad. And that shit, super good. Some very good scenes. I just went around with Quad for damn near like a year, nigga. All last year. Mm-hmm. Me and Quad just shot different scenes. That shit fire as fuck, too. Ain't no telling when it's coming out, though. Quad talking about he was going to put an album together and we was going to put the documentary out before the album. Ain't no telling when that's coming out. But that shit is good as fuck, though. The other documentary, this is the first documentary I ever tried to shoot. And I really wanted to do this, bro. You're going to think this is the most craziest shit in the world. Bruh, I wanted to do a documentary on how life affects kids growing up mixed. Oh, no. That's, see, that would have been like... I really... I'm still doing that shit. See, honestly, you could do I it. I just picked you horrible could, you, people. You could do it now. You could start with Carter. Because I really don't know. Nah, like, he too young. I can't have him on camera this young. He way too young. Nah, you could just ask him a little, little small question. And nah, then by the time he, he get too grown, young, bro. By the time he get grown, it's like, oh, okay. Nigga, if I if I put him on camera asking him questions, when he get older, he's gonna fucking hate me. No, it's he's not, gonna he's be like, not. why the fuck did you put this on the internet? Nah, Carter like being on camera. Carter loves the center of attention. Nah, but I'm saying when he get older though, and he see that shit, he gonna be like, bro, why'd you put that on the internet? Like, I don't. Just bro, he's he's me, bro. Bro, he's gonna say shit that like he don't really mean. Mm-hmm. He's a kid. Like, he don't really no, mean that shit. No, I started thinking about this shit, too. Kids say shit, but they, they be meaning that shit sometimes. 
but bro, they don't know what the fuck they talking about. <laughs> they just be they don't saying know, shit. They don't know the gravity behind what they say, but they know what they're saying. At the moment, though, bro. See, yeah, kids, kids is like, kids is, is is just a person that's just full of fucking raw emotions, mm-hmm. and their emotions just ooze out of them every two seconds. They have no control of shit. Mm-hmm. It's just straight emotions coming out of them. So it's like they haven't even really thought about the shit that they feel or the shit that they say. So everything coming out is just straight raw. Yeah. That's what a kid is. But, bro, this documentary, though. So I I interviewed two people for the documentary. One of them is one of your uh, high school friends. I never met the nigga in high school. Louis Bags. Louis Bags. (laughs) Came to my mama's house in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. I hooked up a camera. I was vlogging the whole time, so I didn't even hook it all the way up. Didn't have a light, nothing. I still have the footage on a hard drive. The hard drive is... You should drop it. It's it's interesting. I would have to do some editing because he said some really bad things about some people I know. Like for, like our friends? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said some really bad things about them. And he told really bad stories. And, you know, these people got families now. They got jobs. Mm. I don't want shit like that out mm. there. And he used their names, their full yeah. government names. Yeah. Like this, he went in and he was angry, nigga. He was angry. But the most interesting thing he said on this doc, though, that I might use if I if I ever pick the doc back up, which I really want to, I might use it. He told me he didn't know he was black until he was in like fifth grade. That was one of the wildest things I had ever heard. I was like, bro, like you got dreads, but, nigga. <laughs> but he did, to his defense, grow up with a white mom. Uh huh. And on he his, was on his birth certificate. It says he's white. Yeah. And he never met his black family. He never met his, his black, black family, family is like from Memphis or something. He got a Drake story. Mm-hmm. His black family is like from Memphis or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But that was interesting. That was like, I think I was spot on with picking him. What do you say? Like, if you want to interview somebody who grew up mixed, that's who you want to interview. Because his idea, when he found out he was black, his idea of being black was like being a gangster. So, like, now he was, like, trying to be hard and be a gangster because he thought that's what being black was. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just something interesting for people to see. And, honestly. It's ignorant, but it's interesting. If I, if I can be honest, when I talk about, because Carter, I don't know what it is every time, you know, a black girl run across him at the school, she, they be obsessed with him. And he came home one day and he was just like, yeah, this girl named such and such, she likes me, but you know, I don't really like, I'm not into like black girls. And we were just, I was just like, fuck! <laughs> fuck! Because <laughs> like, me growing up, that's all I like, bro. I love the darkest, most chocolate woman. But I you know, his mama's white, so I know, he got like, mama issues. I know, but it's more, it's beyond not that. Not issues, but he got like It's love beyond that because like, I know he be around me, and when I say like, oh, you know, Sanaa Latham, goddamn, fine as hell, goddamn, such and such, fine as hell, you know. And he knows, like, they're beautiful and all this other shit, but, like, he has this misconception that's been instilled in him. Probably around being around his peers and just seeing how society, he's, like, he he's viewed how society views us. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's almost like he views it like, oh, being black is not as good as being white type shit. So it's not that because I honestly I don't think he even likes black girls. You know what I'm saying? I just think he. Yeah, just, I was about to say I don't think he's at the phase where he likes girls. Period. He doesn't. 
Yeah. But if if he was just like, if I had to pick, I'm just gonna pick what all my friends are saying, type shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's it's sad, but that's just like it's crazy that it's 2022 and like kids are still like, oh well, I only I don't like black girls because such and such, but I like white girls. Why? Bro, but I told you, I think I think you like give him too much credit for how he's thinking. And I don't mean that like saying like he's not an intellectual kid or nothing because he's a very intellectual kid. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think he's thinking the things that you think he's thinking are like meaning the things that he's even saying, bro. No, this is what this is one thing that I vibed on blue with, and that you still like like quarrel with and you fight with. Yeah, there's something there's things called the subconscious mind where you're not necessarily in control of it, but is it's a part of you. You know what I'm saying? Your subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> you vibe with that shit? Your subconscious. No, that's serious, bro. See, you Slim, be... you're subconsciously racist. <laughs> ass. No, that's serious. <laughs> yeah, I got you, though. That's serious. That's serious. Like, why some white people would not understand why they get uncomfortable around other races of people. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously, they've always been feeling like they're safe around people that are like them, even though that motherfucker might be a serial killer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's just we're we're brainwashed to feel certain ways about ourselves and about other groups of people. But, you know, with my son, I'm just like, I can see, damn, it's still going on. Like, there's still a value that's held to whiteness beyond blackness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that should be pissing me off because I'm like, I wonder what this nigga think about me. Like, this nigga think I'm an ain't shit ass nigga or something. Like... <laughs> But I Why don't would know. he think that though? Hmm? Why would he think that? You know how my son is, bro. Ain't no telling. But like, he probably think his mama pay all the bills. Like, really? He probably thinks that. He don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? He probably do. That's what I'm saying. And that's the crazy part. He probably think I'm just some ain't shit ass nigga that leave all day and come home and don't do shit. He probably do, bro. That's what I'm saying. Cause he, cause he said he said yeah. statements kind of similar to that to me. Yeah. Before. He said that shit like he never say you brought him anything. It's yeah. always my mama got me this, my mm-hmm. mama this that, my mama yeah. da da da. Mm-hmm. But you know that's that. But nigga, that's only because goddamn, she's the nice one, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> but she gotta be the nice one. But he don't even understand. And you gotta be the, you gotta be the mean dad. He don't even understand. I'm the nice one. Yeah. He don't get it. And I, I he's probably never Cardi, gonna get it though, nigga. I mean, me and Katie had a uh, conversation about that shit this morning about like. Y'all just don't get like what it's like to be in my shoes, bro. I don't like to be the bad guy and the good guy at the same time. One or the other. Oh, oh, you heard my rant last night about my family. What you mean? The shit I told you. I like, boy, don't nobody give a fuck about me, boy. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't nobody give a fuck about us, honestly. As as men, you that's just something you gotta get over. Yeah. Now, hey, make yourself into somebody who people give a fuck about. Yeah. You but know it, what I'm saying? But nigga, it's still, it still hurt though. It's like, damn, yeah, y'all yeah, niggas yeah, really yeah, don't yeah. give a fuck about me? Yeah, God but then damn. you grow up with a chip on your shoulder. And that's why I feel like a lot of the time, men wind up being stuff like that because like nobody really gives a shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you grow up and you, you realize from day one that, oh, don't nobody give a fuck about no little boy, no, you know, especially not no black boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And goddamn, once you realize that shit, it's time to go to work. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That nigga Umar said, you never did nothing for little brown and black boys. <laughs> I, 
Give value to provide value to yourself. Don't allow the world to place a price tag on you and create your own value, bro. Create like you have to create your own value, bro. You can't let. It's them. crazy we got into all this off of uh, Jeremy Lamb Bat Ass documentary. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. definitely. His documentary, I ain't even watch it. I don't know why I called it Bat. Ah, uh, it, it's an inspiration to all the Chinese niggas out there. <laughs> the Chinese niggas. <laughs> it is. For real. Because that shit don't happen often for them. I don't know why... Um, My nigga balled out for five games. That bitch dropped 30. <clears throat> that bitch was crossing over. That yeah. bitch was hitting the ugly jumper at the top of the key. He was hitting that That bitch was goddamn though. doing the goddamn... Uh, 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 yeah. For five games. Got him a little contract. Who he got a contract with? The Knicks. Nah. I think they had traded him, didn't they? Mm-mm. Oh, they had gave okay. They had gave him a bad bad contract, like eleven million or yeah, something. Yeah, they kept him. They kept him. Okay, and then that's when he bounced around. Nigga was on the Nets. Niggas was on a whole bunch of teams and shit. Then he said he got blackballed because he said he was Asian. But there ain't nobody blackball his bad ass. I mean, honestly, if it happens to us, it probably happens to them. Blackball him for what? What did he do? Let's be honest, because he was racist. If it, happens I mean, because excuse me, because he was Asian, they yeah. was being racist towards him for being Asian. You can't promote and sell an Asian athlete like you could a black athlete. That nigga look at that bitch. Why you be tripping me out with that shit? You be getting mad, but I get it. What you mean? About Luca? Yeah, I get why white people love Luca. I don't fuck with Luca. Nigga, it's the same way. It's the same reason why we loved Allen Iverson. We loved Michael Vick. Like, Mm -hmm. them was our heroes because they looked like us. Mm -hmm. Like, Bro, these niggas literally look like me for real. Like, these niggas had the baggy clothes. These niggas had cornrows. Nigga, they literally look just like me, bro. And I was like, if these niggas can do it, I can do it. And basketball is a predominantly black sport. So mm-hmm. white boys look at Luca and be like, if his unathletic ass can do it, I can do it. Yeah, but this we we talking about with the white people, it's, it's, it's different. They actually... You think it's, a, it's some white supremacy shit when they do it? Yeah, it's different. There's always a great white hope, and you know what the great white hope comes from. It comes from always maintaining the status quo of white dominance. That's what that comes from. So you thinking on some Hitler in the Olympic shit? That's why I don't fuck with um, Tyson Fury after he beat my nigga up. Who I fuck with Tyson Fury. I fucking hate Tyson Fury. I like how he fight. Mm-hmm. I fight all my white friends on that great white hope shit every time, bro. I cannot. Why stand you gotta that be shit. like that, man? Cause that shit is racist, bro. It is. It it it's it, not racist, dog. No, it's not it, racist. if they knew where it it's originated from, you know where it originates from? What? My nigga back in the day. What's the nigga that used to knock out white boys back in the day in the twenties and date white bitches? Jack it was it Jack Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have been Jack Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Dark skinned nigga. Please forgive me if I'm wrong about this shit. But my nigga, in the, he, used to, he was coming up in the 20s. This nigga was beating the shit out of white boys. Bro, they were waiting for years and years to find somebody who would come in and just bring greatness back to whiteness and be the heavyweight champion of the world and goddamn destroy this nigga. They could never find this nigga. It is bro. Jack Johnson. You're right. I think it was Jack Johnson. I can't remember, though. But this nigga was fucking white girls beating up white boys in the 20s, bro. And that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Back mm-hmm. then, that's crazy. Like, that's why like it would be riots and all kinds of shit after his matches, and black people would die in you know small towns because they're like, oh, we're gonna show them that you know we're the more dominant race type shit. 
after you know black people have been free for a while. But like, I don't fuck with. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too stuck in the past sometimes when I think about shit like that because I don't like when my white friends are like, "Oh, I like this white ass player," and I'll be like, "Why?" <laughs> and they'd be like, "Well, he's really good, and you know his fundamentals and blah blah blah." I'd be like, "But you got LeBron." Yeah, like, you be in your bag with that shit. And they be like, nah, but like he like his like his 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 three point, I'd be like, but you got KD. You know what I'm saying? And they be like, nah, Steph but Curry. such and such. I'd be like, yeah, but you got Steph, you got Steph. And they be like, nah, you know, they don't want to tell you. Nah, I don't, I don't know, man. I just like him. Bitch, you like him because he white. You know what I'm saying? That but, shit's been ingrained but I in us. I told you though. Uh, I already told you. That's what I know, it is. but it's like, bro. I, but I don't like that shit. <laughs> I don't like that type shit, bro. So like, and that shit was so funny when you and um, we got a white homeboy named Jacob, and he was talking about Luca and Big King was in his bag talking about that shit was racist, and I jumped in and was like, "This is why he likes Luca." And I said the same thing I just said about people like people that look like them because it, it inspires them. It makes them feel like, you know, I could do that if somebody like me can yeah. do that. Yeah. And you was like, Slim, that's racist as fuck, nigga. But I don't think it's racist because it's just like, I ain't going to lie. I watched an interview, somebody doing a public interview. I ain't going to say it's racist when we do it. I'm going to say it's racist when they do it. It's cool when they do it. <laughs> Head ass. But, bro, I watched an interview with this racist person, right? And he was like, somebody asked him, do you think Neil Long fine or some shit like that? And he was like, nah. And he was like, well, do you think such and such fine? It was another black woman. He was like, nah. Then he was like, do you think, he's, he named the ugly ass white woman. Mm-hmm. The, the white woman with all like the plastic surgery and shit all fucked up. And he was like, I mean, I'll bang her for I bang, bang the other two. And he was like, nigga, why? And he was like, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm not a racist. I got black friends, but I'm trying to keep my bloodline pure. Hell that. <laughs> and you know, this has always been my argument. You can like who you like. That doesn't make you racist. But when you use the terms bloodline pure, that's when you're oh, racist. Oh, yeah, that's, that's hell that. That's when you're racist. Even, even, even when you're black and you use that term, well, that's when it's like, come on, bro. The downfall of America has always been written in stone because simply it was made and built off of people who weren't the master class. You know what I'm saying? So like there's always going to be this dichotomy of like the other versus the normal, you know what I'm saying? Type Mm -hmm. shit. Like, and that's what, that's why you see a lot of white supremacy uprising in America is because they feel like they're losing something that was theirs. But, was never theirs to begin with. You know what I'm saying? It was ours. But when you're told something, it can brainwash you, bro. It can it can mess you up and make you think like a certain way about a certain group of people. And honestly, like we like we just talked about Dylan Roof earlier, bro. This nigga had a black friend. Like a good like one of his good friends was black. So it's like ideas are beyond people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ideas are way beyond people. Like Ideas can fuck you up. And that's why I don't never like when a, I be every time a white man tells me, you know who my favorite uh wide receiver is Cooper Cop. And I'd be like, That nigga five. That nigga five as fuck. <laughs> but I'd be like, 
You got to pass the smell test, bro. Like, I don't know, bro. I got to watch. Bro, he's the best receiver in the league, bro. He is, hands down. <laughs> but if a white boy says it, I have to watch you. Now, if you pass all the other tests, I'm like, okay, he just likes Cooper Cup. But. So what if he tell you he likes Jamar Chase? That's cool. Oh, boy, that nigga five. That nigga five fuck, boy. Hell yeah, Jamar Chase. Jamate, man. Yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if he say his favorite quarterback is Joe Burrow? I like I like Joe Cool though. I like Joe Cool, bro. I don't care who like Joe Cool. That nigga cool, bro. Boy, you don't know what the fuck you got. Nah, Joe Cool. <laughs> Joe Cool, that nigga, bro. So he not. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. The coolest shit he did this past Sunday was he wore Jamar Chase's jersey mm-hmm. to the game, and goddamn that nigga Jamar Chase went off. Mm-hmm. That was the coolest shit ever, bro. Yeah. That nigga is just cool as a motherfucker. He just cool. Joe cool, bro. Yeah, he cool. I'm saying, I can't wait, bro. He's like what I feel like the next generation of white folks need to be. Like, he white. He white as fuck. Yeah. But he just cool as fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga just cool, bro. He just cool as shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like... That bit was smoking. That bit was smoking the stogie after yeah, the championship. That's what I'm saying. With his feet kicked up, with his LSU jersey still on. That's what I'm saying, bro. He that bit was chilling. He beyond like he beyond the, the Tom Brady generation, the Aaron Rodgers generation. He like that next generation that's gonna bring in like, you know what? Fuck it. Like we all got them vibing. You know what I'm saying? We all in this bitch vibing. I ain't on no goddamn scary shit, nigga. We all teammates. Like, bro, they asked they asked Tom Brady. This question a million times his whole career, what? who who his favorite musician was, and every time he gave the same answer, what Jay Z, TV Tom Brady said that shit yeah, yeah, I mean that makes sense, but you don't fuck with Brady, nah Brady always been cool too. Tom Brady is my nigga though, but like, bro they've been asking him that his whole career, and yeah. his answer has never changed. It's always been Jay Z. I wonder how you felt when four for four dropped. That's a different story, though. But um, Brady, Brady, Brady didn't allegedly he didn't cheat. He just chose football. And bro, no, I ain't I'm gonna lie. About, I'm not talking about the cheating. I'm just talking about it was very like pro black type shit. Oh, still nigga. Yeah, he probably liked it. White nigga, dark nigga. He probably singing that shit in the locker room before the game. White, dark, <laughs> still nigga, <laughs> still. Hey, nah, he, he probably go out nigga, there. He like steal. He probably go out there. Boy, we fighting against the world. He probably be got them in his vibe. He hype. Yeah. He like <laughs> he, he in the goddamn pregame, goddamn uh jet, the pregame chant. He like, it don't matter what we do out there, they still gonna think we a nigga. <laughs> Everybody like, whoa, 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 TB, you wildin', bro. He like, my bad, nigga. My bad. Damn. Boy, shit. I just got off that four four four, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that shit had me wild, bro. Yeah, bro. That shit had me vibing, bro. My bad, bro. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Y'all niggas tripping. I ain't white. I'm OJ. Hey, that's a but I ain't gonna lie. That's a good, that's a good choice. That's a good cop out. What to say, Jay-Z? Yeah. Nigga, you think he did it on some political shit? I think he nah, fucked with Ho. Everybody fuck with Ho though, bro. Like, it's it, well, Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to fuck with Ho. Yeah, if like we come, we come from that generation, like where they was like. They was adults when we was growing up, so like we look up to them, and then they was all peers. They was like the greatest in their field. Hey, bro, I'm gonna say this: we won't get Bow Wow enough credit. 
Man, it's been another episode with sit down. Show, uh, nah, man. nah, nah, <laughs> bro. We don't we give Bow Wow enough go ahead, get credit, here, bro. Bro, bro Bow Wow was that nigga, bro. Why? And we just, we just. Oh, okay, he lame, bro. Okay, you like Bow Wow? He lame. Bro. He lame. Okay, I think you got to get over this shit, bro. No, this has got to be something like you have bro, to get over the fact. I that like Bow Wow, bro. I know. I wanted to be that nigga when I was a kid. I told you who I rock with. Well, you talking about Romeo? Why not? The nigga ain't had no okay. hits. Okay. He ain't had no hits. All right. That's fine. Bro, we not about to do some childish ass Bow Wow versus Romeo shit. Nah, I mean, we we, 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 we're, honestly, we're grown. Honestly, we're going to give Bow Wow his before. credit. <laughs> I know. That shit lame, though. <laughs> and I don't get, hey, I'm a Romeo hell. nigga, bro. Niggas, niggas grown as hell arguing it with Bow Wow and Romeo is yeah. better and shit. Yeah, I'm definitely Team Romeo. Definitely. Uh-uh. Yeah. You like the underdog. You like the losers and shit. Nah, it's just like Lil Bow Wow was like, he like a, a bitch to me. Like, and you know what, bro? I got a take I need you to say too, but before I get you to say this take, I don't I don't like your choices in like your favorite UFC fighters. Why? I don't know, bro. Like, it's just something about the like the niggas who you like as a collective that I'm just like Who like who? Um, Stylebender. It's just something about you liking him. I'm like, bro, I don't know why you like that nigga. And then why would I not like him? Uh, Khabib. I'm like, bro, what's wrong with Khabib? It's it's nothing wrong with them individually. It's just as a collective, the niggas who you like, it kind of pisses me off. Collectively, mm. are you saying I just like niggas that win or something? Like, what are you saying? Yeah. That no, is what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Because you know, I showed you Stylebender when he was kickboxing. Yeah. And I was like, this thing about to be the next shit out. Yeah. And and you was like, okay. And then I was just like, when he finally became that, I was just like, no, nah, you probably don't remember. We had an argument. You was like, he's gonna be, he's gonna be better than uh than uh damn, what's my nigga name? The old ball nigga that be kicking the shit out of niggas. Uh, Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. And you was like he was gonna be better than him, and that shit pissed me off because I liked Anderson Silva back then. Anderson Silva was that nigga though. But you he know, still but is. you know, my favorite fighter always been my nigga Connor. Yeah, and that and was you, weird. And you me. and you pissed me off like you be hating on that nigga. It's not so much that it's just like Connor was a lot of hype that never got fully. I guess he fully accomplished accomplished it because he was a two weight two division champion. He starts. A lot of niggas, he had hella highlights and all that stuff, but like it didn't last long. It was like this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All that shit happened. He got two belts, then he went to fight Floyd and got super rich with that. Which honestly, more power to him because that's like I mean, that's, I, I honestly, that's the career you dream of. Yeah, honestly, I want to ask him: Would he have rather reigned as a two division champ for five years, or would he have rather fought Floyd and? Established generational wealth because he would have he would have had wealth doing the being a two division champ anyways, but not the wealth he has now. Where like niggas own yachts and you know what I'm saying they're like hundred millionaire type. Bro, it's a bar out here called Hideout, mm-hmm. and it's literally like a hideout. Like that bitch is ducked off by goddamn Dunkin' Donuts on Washington Road. It's mm-hmm. ducked off. It's a big ass poster of this nigga Connor by the door that looks like a fucking human. Mm-hmm. That's who Connor is. Yeah. That nigga's bigger than the UFC, bro. 
Yeah, but he could have been like, let's just say he went on to do Kamaru Usman numbers and it just was destroying everybody for years upon years upon years. And then then he gets the the Floyd fight. I like Mazadov too. Yeah, because he's just a gangster, bro. I love that nigga, bro. He, and we seen him fighting when he was fighting Kimbo's fights. Yeah. And then to see him go to where he went, yeah, I, you know he got his own fight promotion now, too. Crazy. But um, don't thing, old boy fight today. Who? Oh, uh, what's his name? Sean. Um, no, he fight tomorrow. Oh, Sean oh, today's O'Malley. Friday. I'm tripping. Yeah, Sean yeah. O'Malley fights uh, Peter Yan. That's super scary. He's super confident though, and I can't knock him. He's super confident about this fight. Peter Yan is a Russian gangster, bro. The funniest shit ever. This nigga Peter Yan. They was talking shit in Russian. He said. You look like a whore on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> he told that nigga. He told that nigga. Uh, he do He do like a whore. <laughs> and too. then that was like that was like Sean. Do you want to say anything back? Anything back to that? He was like, Nah, that shit was kind of good. And he sat back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I got pink hair. And yeah, shit. like bro. that bitch. Not only does he got pink hair, he got a pink fro. Yeah, he got a pink fro, bro. So it's like, what can you say to that shit? Yeah, bro. But the thing, the only thing that that. Uh, about Connor is I wish Connor could have like solidified himself. People put him up there as like one of the greatest to ever do it. They only do that because he made the sport bigger, which he could have either way he wanted to take it. Cause like he was in his prime prime. Like he was like 29, 30 when he was like running through niggas, like destroying niggas. Now he's getting older, bro. Like it's like you can go in there and have a fight and you can make hella money off of it, but you're not going to, like, these guys is out here swimming with sharks. You're not going to be able to beat these guys, bro. Like, mm-hmm. just being realistic. Now, if you want to go out there and do tune-up fights and just show up and goddamn, yeah, I'm going to donate you goddamn $50 million. I'm going to take 100 You know what I'm saying? And just have you some fun fights. I would yeah. do that. That pat would be some, me. Pat some niggas up real yeah, quick. Yeah, like, that would be me. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to fight the number 15 guy. I ain't fighting number five. No, fuck that. Hell no. This nigga is swimming with sharks. This nigga training every day. This nigga's poor. Eating rice and beans every day. I'm not fighting him. You know what I'm saying? This nigga will kill me. I'm chilling. So you're going to make the number 15 guy rich just on some charity Oh, yeah. Shit. I'm going to just go out there and have fun fights. Hear everybody watch. Because they going to tune in. What if he beats you the fuck up? Shit. That nigga going to go up. He might jump 10 spots. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's good. It's a win-win for anybody. Bro, I need I need to get your take on um the NFL season, though. Cause you, cause you've been going ham about this NFL shit. Yeah, and not only because my fantasy is just fucked right now, but like, I know there's a lot of people out there. Just let me know, bro, in the comments or whatever, bro. I feel like this season is just fucked. It's just like it's kind of bad, bro. Like, there's no, there's not no real good quarterback play except from like what, like Lamar Jackson and like Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, of course. You know what I'm saying? Even your good vets like your Tom Brady's and your Aaron Rodgers. Geno playing good as fuck. I was just, and I felt bad when I was like, it's not like my quarterback is Geno Smith or some shit. And you then, did say that ignorant ass shit. That was like literally the day before he went off for like 30 some points. So yeah, like, bro. You I did like, say that ignorant ass shit. And yeah. Geno been going ham, bro. Yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up a little bit. You fucked up this whole season. If you lose fantasy, that shit's your fault because you just been fucked up, nigga. Nah, it's just like, because like when I look, scroll down my teams, like I'm like, these niggas not bad. Like, I actually got a solid team. 
And then that D Hop shit pissed me off last night. Yeah. Niggas stayed down till they came up though. Yeah, if you if you was in a fantasy league, it's two people if you drafted. It's more than two. But the two people that 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 I put my main focus on. If you drafted D Hop six, seven, eighth pick, and you stayed down with that nigga and kept that nigga on your bench. And you finally played that nigga, and he went off for like what nineteen points last night, eighteen, mm. nineteen, twenty points. Like that. Bro, if you did that shit, hats off to you, my nigga. Salute. Hats off. Um, at least forty to fifty picks went by without a nigga picking up Saquon Barkley in every draft that I went in, and I'm in like Honestly, five leagues. Christian McCaffrey was there for a while. Yeah, because people get C Mac. C Mac. Is is I think he's I think he's in the top twenty. He's definitely in the top twenty rushing. Mm-hmm. He might be in the top ten. Saquon Barkley's number two. Yeah, it's Nick Chubb then the Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. If you went out on a limb and picked up Saquon Barkley, bro, you deserve to win your fantasy league, bro. Because mm-hmm. nobody knew Saquon Barkley was about to go out this bitch and be second in rushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I thought after that ACL tear, I thought, man, damn, that fucking sucks. And I was like, well, he's done. Because I had Saquon when he came out rookie year, and he was just like the GOAT. Mm-hmm. I honestly had Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley the same year when they was the GOATs. Yeah. So every every game, they had like 40 points. Bro, they were going off. my receivers didn't even have to do nothing. Yeah. I, like, I would have like fucking Brandon Cooks with like five points. Fucking some other. Bro, Brandon we're Cooks. in a fantasy league, and somebody dropped Brandon Cooks, and that shit got me. I, had, I picked him up. Yeah. That shit got me confused. Well... You got to feel that slot, man. Like, sometimes it'd be weeks. Like, I'm going to have to drop somebody on my bench this week for a, for a tight end. Um, I'll probably drop A.J. Dillon or somebody. Because um, I ain't going to lie. Uh, I don't want A.J. Dillon. What's, what's, the, what's the nigga they start? Aaron Jones um, for the Green Bay Packers. He's been going off. So He's been doing okay. He ain't been going off. He's been going off. He's been doing okay. He's been getting but, a lot um, of totes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's getting a lot of touches. That's all that matters. And, and Aaron Rodgers playing like shit. So yeah, 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 they've been exactly. trying to tote that exactly. bitch. I and think I think this is the old guard of quarterback going out, and the new guard is taking over. I'm seeing it now because Tom Brady ain't been doing shit. Aaron Rodgers ain't been doing shit. Russell Wilson looks like a tiny black man, which he is. You know what I'm saying? They're like these people, they look human now. It's like what's going on? Back I think the- I think somebody um dropped Russell Wilson in one of our leagues too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't know, but ain't nobody gonna pick that nigga. Mm, up. Nobody want that trash ass nigga. Yeah, he get you. Yeah, he just he just gonna be he just gonna be in the free agency pool. Yeah, nobody gives a fuck about that trash ass nigga. Unless one of my quarterbacks get hurt or some random week, I still don't want that nigga. I, I I get Matt Ryan. Shit, he might be playing the goddamn Jags or something. I might goddamn throw his ass in there. Only thing about niggas like Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz is them niggas will drop thirty points one week, and the next week them niggas will drop four. Yeah, exactly. That's the only thing about them trash ass niggas. But uh, NBA, it, this is this is this is an interesting year because you don't know, like everybody's so inconsistent that you don't know what's going on, who's gonna be there and who's not, who's gonna play good. It's a not. flip of the coin every week. Yeah, and that's the that's the scary part about this season. But whatever, you know. I was told that uh, somebody said that in one of the leagues we're in, I'm six and zero, oh, and they was like, "Yeah, that nigga's just lucky," and I was like, "Ain't this fantasy? This shit week to week." Yeah, this shit fantasy. Like, nigga, I know I'm lucky. I know I know this shit was off luck, nigga. Nigga, in that same league last year, I was 10 and up. 
Yeah. And it, it was just week-to-week decisions that I made that won me five more points than you got. But it was just that I'm going to just play this nigga this week. You know what I'm and saying? And you know what's crazy? In that league, in that league this week, I want to say the person I'm going against is projected to to win, but I got two people. I got two slots not not uh I put I put on the bench and I got to get somebody uh out of free agency. Mm-hmm. And um I'm gonna smoke them. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's week to week, bro. Yeah. And I I'm, I'm probably going to win the next 2 to 3 weeks. Mm-hmm. Cuz I don't play nobody. Yeah. All the niggas I'm playing is is lost already and gave up. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about week 6 and 7. Yeah. Niggas give up already. Mm-hmm. It's some leagues where I'm 2 and 4 in. I'm not giving up though. I'm still I'm still in here. Nigga, I'm I'm fourth in the division. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All I gotta do is make it to third to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And if I can make the playoffs, I can make something shake. Cause one time I had a losing record, made the playoffs, and this is the year Debo snapped. Mm-hmm. Nigga, remember Debo was 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 the underdog. He was like the random pick. Mm-hmm. Bro, I had Debo. That nigga snapped. For me in the playoffs, and I made that bitch, and I won the fucking playoffs, and I'll never forget this. I was in Atlanta, broke as fuck. I got <laughs> I got drunk and spent all my money, and I remember it was a white boy. The girl, you know the girl, but I had to tell you off camera. I was over there with the girl, and she was dating a white boy. He had a Camaro, and I had just got my Camaro. He kept talking to me about Camaros, and I wanted to tell him so bad, like, bro, I'm broke as fuck. I don't give a fuck about no damn Camaro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah, fantasy is interesting, man. If y'all don't play fantasy, make sure y'all play fantasy. Anything else you got though, bro? I feel like I, I feel like I feel like we did a lot of talking this episode. We did. We needed to though. Yeah. Every now and then, you just gotta goddamn get it all off. Um, I gotta do a Patreon episode because I'll be slacking on Patreon. That's my goal this weekend. I got some work to do, but I'm doing a Patreon episode. Yeah. I might do one. I might do a podcast Sunday. I'm thinking about it. I might shoot two podcasts this weekend. One for Patreon. I might shoot a Patreon episode with Cooks. Next week, I'm going to shoot that podcast with Reggie. Mm-hmm. And Sunday, I got to do a skit with Hen and Trues. And I might put both of them on a podcast. Yeah. You really should start doing your two a week shit, you know, but... Yeah, I'm going I'm to start that. Matter of fact, I'm going to text them now. But that's all we got for this week. Be prepared for these podcasts. I'm dead ass serious. This Hen and True's podcast is coming Friday. I already done spoke into existence. I'm about to text these niggas now in this group chat. And that's all we got, man. We out, man.